my God. Good heavens. Oh, heavens yeah, to yeah. mercy. Oh heavens to Betsy. It's just that kind of night. It is sure that kind of night. Um, do you want to do the intro, or do you want yeah, me I to do. do the intro to your intro? Yeah, it's too late. You've already done the intro. All right. Go ahead, Here Mr. Go. Gaffey. You know what? I've been, I've been looking forward to doing this show for a while since, uh, I don't know, Avery, when were you in junior high? That, that was... Uh, Six or seven years ago now? Something like that. Okay, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's call it seven years ago. I've seven been wanting ago. to uh, do this show for at least seven years now, and so it's a huge honor to have the band one Arm Joey here, featuring yeah. some of my favorite players, Avery Akamura, James Allen, Kevin Warden, holy cow, all Petaluma. That's right. When you get right down to it, there's a lot uh, of history actually, at this table. James is Katati. No, I'm Pengrove. He Pengrove. is Pengrove. Pengrove. And, and, you know what? and that actually is cool enough for me. Pengrove okay. is, yeah, yeah. We had uh, both P names. And to me, what a disappointment. But, you know, again, that's the dividing whoa, line whoa, between no. us. And I'll tell you why. Because First thing you said. when I was in Petaluma <laughs> High School, some of the best parties we threw were on Roberts Road, which is, quite frankly, just up oh, the block from where right James there. did grow up. It's a jump, a skip, and a hop away. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is a huge honor to have you guys here. I've Thank been waiting you. for a long it's time. It's an honor to be here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've welcome been. to the program, guys. Um, I just wanted to say for my intro is uh, obviously we record this show in the Phoenix Theater. And this show, this place has been around for 31 years. And I feel like there's a, you know, sort of bands that represent different eras of music here. And I feel like your band, one Arm Joey, represents the current era that we're in. It does, but with some really nice, tasty uh, pieces of the 90s. Yeah, I notice as, as I watch these guys play, I get uh, yeah, I get a lot of really nice stuff that we've seen before, and it's a great amalgam of of uh, where we've come from and where we're going. Context is very important for the listeners. Maybe they don't know One Arm Joey, and certainly uh, referencing a band like Push, they wouldn't know that sure. either. So we will share with them that Push was the previous uh, incarnation of this band, correct? And it featured all of you guys, two of you guys, one of you guys. It was, it was two. Well, me and James started it yeah. uh, in seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, we recruited Matt Walner on bass. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, we played together until our senior year of high school. So that was... It was about five years with Matt. We, this, yeah, this was a big chunk of your life. And, it was, definitely. And, uh, and what an important part of it. Uh, and now one of, one of the songs that I recall uh, from the Push era was uh, Queef of Death. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so uh, certainly I'm curious because on the One Arm uh, yeah. Joey band camp, you have a really wonderful sort of like summary of what the vibe of the song is or why the song was written. Correct. And then you yeah. have the lyrics. So uh, unfortunately, of course, this song is not on Bandcamp, so the story Correct. is not out there. And I would just really love to know, uh, what's the story behind the song Queef of Death? Queef of Death. Oh. That was actually... Uh, Probably one of the first three songs we wrote. You know, they did yeah, they did warn me when they were going to really? play first in the five. set. First five, definitely. Um, <laughs> they warned you about it, huh? They did warn me about yeah. it. Their parents were all here, and little kids were here, and everybody was having a good time. And, and I think Avery told me, you know, we've got a song we're going to play tonight that we're not sure. Oh, really? What, what do you got? Queef of Death. <laughs> uh, we're probably like 14, 15. Yeah. No, we were 13. 13. You may have been. I was probably 14. You were 14. And, and you're, and you're 20, right? Yeah. And how old are you? 19. And how old are you? 19 as Okay, well. so yeah. this is a long time ago. Uh, we've had seven <laughs> years to think about this. <laughs> we have. Um, now, do you think that the audience would have really been able to hear anything distinctive in terms of lyrical content in the this song? The way they did it, yes, yes. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, well, the, the, best part, the best part of the song was the bridge... The music would come down, and I would explain to the crowd what a queef was. And yeah. what is a queef? If you were doing that performance oh, today, what would you say? Uh, no? Well, let's, let's I mean, just say, just Google it. Notice how Tom's just, just away it. from the mic. He just doesn't even want to <laughs> yeah, be a part of this um, right now. 
Okay. We've crossed and, the line. You know, and I spent like the first 10 shows they did here trying to talk them out of doing that, too. That's <laughs> true. Oh and, and then how did the room feel when that happened? Uh, oh, people, they dug it. They, they dug it. it. What, oh, about the really older, what about the older people? The older women, for example. Well, oh, the older women. Well, actually, funny story. Because they they've experienced the queef. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> speak for them. We the can queef. assume. Yeah. Uh, but... Kevin used to play in a band Absolute Zero, played with us all the time. We were yep. kind of uh, the two Petaluma Junior High, Petaluma High School bands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Another great band out of Petaluma, absolutely. Right. And uh, Grant, the bass player and singer, Kevin was guitar and singer, actually. Um, Grant's mom, we were playing with them, and Grant's mom came <laughs> to the show, yeah. and I think she might have either complained to Tom or she, or I, no, I think she actually told Grant that I like couldn't come over anymore. Oh, that's yeah, that was the last straw. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I haven't talked to his mom since. And that was probably our sophomore year. Hey, look, I did warn them. I warned them. I warned them. I warned them. <laughs> Queef of death. Yeah. What a story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what an opening. <laughs> I think it worked pretty well. Yeah. It's great because when like my parents and grandparents listen, we don't have to worry about them not listening to the whole thing because right when they start listening, they get to the action. Yeah, right. Yeah. Shut uh, that thing right down. The thing is, yeah, I mean, if you don't like what you've heard so far, then you can turn it off right now. Yeah. So I was watching, we do the performances for the onstages now, yes. and you know, I guess the cat's out of the bag. We record the performances before the interview. I was so not we did aware that. of this. And so my, uh, question, my question for the non-Avery members of the band, is Avery a strict taskmaster? Taskmaster? Yeah. <laughs> um, Define. What do you mean? Do you I mean? just like, mean it's like, <laughs> straight, boys. does he oh, crack he the whip? Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> for example, earlier today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. That's what you're waiting for, wasn't uh, yeah. it? Yeah. He's like, we're doing, what was it, sound check. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're doing the song. Okay, you fucked up that harmony. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll try it again. It's like, okay, let's do it one more time. Okay, no, you fucked up again. One more time. Okay, all right, yeah, we're going in the back. So sometimes uh, he's just qu cracking the whip and all that. Yeah, some days are worse than others. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Some days he's pretty lenient. I'll be like, okay, I kind of just fucked up, but it took me a while, so well, I'm going to let I, it go. I, and he'll let it slide. But some days it's like, I'm like a ball hair off like earlier today that's a testicle <laughs> yeah yeah no, but like one singular hair you were i was literally it sounded good you know like if someone heard they'd be like wow that was a really good harmony no, but, but it's like it no but listen listen yeah. listen too listen. Bad too, it's not up to you but check it out check it out check it's it out you say it it sounded good but you were the one who did the harmony wrong so that doesn't count and you're the one who has to point no okay if tom walked back and i you wrote the it, harmony man <laughs> Need I remind you when we first started the band in Rock 101, Rock and Roll 101? Right. Um, I walked what, up what to you and What is Rock and Roll said, 101? Rock and Roll 101 oh, was what founded great our band. At junior I met high. These in junior high, yeah. uh, Preston Bailey is a Preston band teacher Bailey. at Petaluma Junior High, and after school on Fridays, we would hang out for a couple Three hours. Three to six. Three to six. Rock and, roll. Three to six. and Three to six. you were seventh the graders oh, at sorry. this point. Three thirty. I was an eighth grader. Seven eight six thirty. Avery and Matt were seventh graders. You're just these right. shitty little sixth and seventh graders. Snot and they put up with us. Seventh and eighth. Seventh oh, and eighth. Seventh and the eighth. worst. Yep. And I walked up to Avery and I was like, dude, we should do this because I always wanted well, to be actually, in a band. It was, it was before Rock and Roll 101 because we did oh, the yeah. Uh, yeah, talent right. show. What? It was just okay. me and you. And we were the dynamic oh, yeah. duo. Yeah. We call ourselves a dynamic duo. Yeah. And so, Avery, are you the principal songwriter for the group? Yes. Okay. Uh, to quote one of your web pages, this song is about friends, family, loved ones, what have you, leaving you, whether it is moving away or moving on. Uh, would you like to talk a little bit about those things that I inspired that? Yeah. Well, uh, 
I didn't want to be super specific. I wanted it to be a song that I think everybody could relate to. So uh, as I explained kind of on the band camp, uh, the song at some points, it sounds like you're talking to a friend you haven't seen in a while. At some points, it sounds like you're talking to somebody who's passed. Uh, sometimes it talks about uh, re-meeting people you haven't seen in a while. It kind of covers everything. And I kind of, that was kind of what I wanted to go for, just something everybody could kind of relate to on a personal level. Overall theme of the album that this is on, fear of growing up. Are you guys still afraid of growing up? Uh, I'm afraid of, well... Let's 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 go yeah. with them and then yeah, go to you. Yeah, you go you okay. go first because mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna say. You know what? Uh, just when we sat down at the table today, I looked over at James and I've been uh, I've known James since he was in eighth grade. And I looked over and I go, "Oh my God, you look like an adult now." Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great way to preface this this conversation. Do aspects of growing up still cause you distress or fear? Um, I mean, yeah, times get stressful, but I try not to stress about things because, like. In the end, it's all going to be good. James is like the most zen dude I've ever met. He yes. convinced Kevin and I both to buy the book. The Four, four Agreements. Four Agreements. James, and what are the four, the four agreements, agreements, James? It's to be impeccable with your word, which means you're just honest, and you don't speak negatively about people okay. because it's all just going to come around. And so like, you never write a tune like the Queef of Death. But Avery's, yeah, Avery's different. He's yeah, well, no. <laughs> but Sorry about that. Keep so going. number one is be impeccable with your word. Number two is to not take anything personally. So, for example, if I get yelled at by my boss, Pete, yeah, I try not to take it personally. Or if Avery yells at you. Right. And says, you fucked up that harmony. I fuck Avery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're on now, a different relationship. Now, okay, now back to word, but, point number one. You said, fuck Avery. It's a joke. Yeah, because... But, but I no, it's like. To are you be still honest. being impeccable of your word I when am, you say "fuck yes. Avery"? Because I am very sarcastic. Okay. And there is honesty in my that. Family. It's true. Yeah, but because truly, fuck being, Avery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I say it with love. You know, I'm not yeah, like really course. like, oh, I hate you. Even yeah. if you're like not saying, I don't know, like the most positive things. Like right. I still, I mean it right. in a positive way. Yeah. So that's what it's about. You know, it's about like. Feeling the positivity. Because your word okay. is like everything. Impeccable now, with your word. Uh, don't, don't take, take things, things personally. personally. Don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Nice. So people assume things all the time. They and sure do. Yeah. The last ones, always do your best. Always. And always. you can like, you're always doing the best you can. And even if it's not the best you have done, because some days you don't get enough sleep, you know? It, you're, like tomorrow, you're maybe still, one of those days still, for you. You're still, it's just trying. It's yes. trying whatever you're doing. Um, and did this book change your life? Oh, yeah. Did it really? Oh, yeah. I've what, been what, doing, what, what were you like before you read this book? I mean, I've always been pretty like fun-loving. This, that's how my parents raised me, basically. Yeah. But this has like, helped me grow. So that's why growing up isn't very scary to me anymore. This because, book helped growing up not be scary to you. Yeah, and that's why I want these guys to read it and practice it. Because I, I read people, a chapter. By the way, you read one chapter. I read read half of it. I read half of it. Nice dude. I have have a question for Tom. That book changed your life. Yeah. Tom, have you read any books that changed your life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch. You want to give us an example? You know, I read a lot. You know, I still keep going back to a James Michener book called The Source. Uh, There's so much stuff in there, and and, uh, it follows a tell. A tell is a, uh, nowadays a tell will usually be started as a large mound, which uh, started as an ancient city, and as cities are built over it, it becomes a, a huge city on top of 
old cities, and then uh, uh, usually prior, just prior to the Dark Ages or somewhere in that time, uh, the city was razed, burned down, or just absolutely walked away from, and, and time has covered it and, and turned it into a big mound. And so the source is the source was a source of water that this town sprung up in, and it goes it goes uh, through the histories, but it starts at the top. They start digging down on this thing, and they go through the histories of what it took uh, to live in this town and, and to uh, uh, fight in this town and love in this town. But uh, there's some chapters in there that were so uh, moving to me and, and so important, and uh, mostly the parts about integrity. Uh, the chapter about the three rabbis is just for me, integrity and faith. Uh, would I have the strength to have the faith that, that uh, these three had? And uh, that book has been with me ever since I've read it, actually. But wait, back to reframing what it is to grow up. Last yes. line of the song, I hope I wake up in a year or two and I'm ready for whatever I was asked by my peers to do. Uh, the song, of course, uh, is persuading listeners to do what they want to do with their life and not let others tell them what to do. And I, and I was going to say, uh, I don't necessarily think I'm afraid of growing up. I think I'm afraid of not knowing what is going i guess uncertainty is what i'm scared of um as far as you know whether what i'm going to be doing in a year or two years or 10 years or whatever don't assume yeah that's the third chapter i think that's right that's <laughs> yeah. right yeah see james no I, I said well don't assume but you're allowed to look forward and yeah. uh, and and, and, and don't right. assume this is what's going to happen yeah no i that's the, no but that's why i'm scared i'm not assuming any certain thing is going to happen i'm just, just scared that i don't you know. just watch it the ep that you released is called white windowless vans Correct. and it's about confusion what do you do where do you go uh you're growing up you're losing your friends right. you're having to live this new life isn't that right. a fascinating thing by the way you guys just recently had this happen you've watched this happen for years tom gaffey yes. at the phoenix theater mm-hmm. it's like people establish their identity their friendships who they are everything right up to when they're 18 and then it all uh, kind of means nothing yep. yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. or changes friend right. of mine that, that wrote a poem when we were in high school just starting high school and it was really poignant and it was called strangers again yeah, and it was about great friends, but uh, boom, you hit high school and you move away, and next thing you know, or you move apart and you're strangers again. Yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. first line of our song "Timelines" is, "Are you a stranger, just a memory, or can I call you on the weekends, ask how your life is going?" Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, the White Windowless Vans EP. I would have to say, just the overall theme is. Just uh, would you describe the simile for us of that song? Yeah, yeah. The song "White Windless Fans." Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the song portrays oh, time <laughs> as a child molester who drives around in a white windowless van, and uh, yeah, the basic gist of the song is uh, you're being tempted by this child molester who drives in a white windowless van. Uh, you're tempted. Yeah, I. Beca- well, I think you're tempted by curiosity. Yeah. You're more than um, tempted because. It's kind of like there are different routes you can take. So you can get in the white windowless van and you can take a risk and you can either hope he's going to give you a ride home and hope that he's not going to kidnap you and rape you. Or you can take the safe route and not get in the white windowless van and just stay where you are and not take any risks in life and just do what you're doing Whoa. now and let other people tell you what to do. Um, yeah, but that's a bad bet. Yeah. 
Wait, getting in the <laughs> yeah. white windowless van? Yeah, I'm thinking it's yeah. a bad thing to do. I don't know. The odds are against <laughs> you, but the odds are right. against not quite you, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's time to move on and get in the white windowless van, Tom. I hope I catch a lift and not get raped instead. Well, that's right. right. The, uh, hmm. Well, that's never been my experience the way it usually works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and then, but I assume that in this sort of scenario that the potential rapee thinks that this white windowless van could take him somewhere kind of cool. Right. Or and her. I, Right. Um, yeah, I think it's I mean, just, is it like an ice cream van? N- I mean, is there any is, indication that it's good to get in this van? Is what I'm no. Asking. Okay. But we do all sorts of dumb things in life. Like <laughs> right. we get into it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But so are you sort of encouraging like g- the unknown? Like maybe get in the van, see what happens. Yeah, is that totally, You sort of are. Totally. I mean, yeah. like, for example. Like what good could come of going in that van? Uh, Dude, you, can, you can you can say like, hey, don't get in, don't get in. You you just say <laughs> like he could say like, hey, so where are you headed? You'd be like, oh, I'm I'm just heading home. Be like, cool. Where do you live? I live here. All right, cool. Drops you off at home. I don't see the case where you get into a white windowless van and a good thing happens. Can you think of a good case? No, I spend a lot of time worrying about our kids down here doing those things. <laughs> you just yeah. got to stay optimistic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We're not promoting this, though. We're not. No. Do not get <laughs> in the white windowless van. Not. Yeah, if don't you get in the white windowless This is just a trip yeah, yeah. into Avery's well, check sick it out. Check it out. Yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Same, same deal right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if somebody said, like, if I said to somebody, like, hey, if... How would you, what would you think would happen if you just like quit your job, dropped out of school, like did art full time? Like you want to be a professional painter. What do you think would happen? And I'm they just would, giving you a hard time about the way it lives. Yeah, no, of course. And I course, understand course, that that's yeah. exactly the point that you're making. Yeah, and, yeah. We, and actually, you listened to the State Faults episode you mentioned earlier. I did, yeah. And when we had State Faults on, that very thing happened yeah, with Michael yeah, Weldon. I remember that. He yeah, left yeah. his girlfriend, he left his job, and he just quit everything yeah. to do the band. And he's happier than he's ever been. Yeah. Totally, totally. So that's an example of that, of yeah. there being an upswing to doing the road less traveled. Totally. And going against what people tell you you need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Seatbelts, the last song, uh, is kind of the continuation of the first song white windowless fans both musically and uh, thematically uh seat belts the title is putting on the seatbelt and deciding to get in the white windowless van and taking that risk in life that Wait, is you're gonna take the risk yet you put the seat belt on <laughs> yeah safety wow. first come on okay. uh, you're right safety <laughs> first yeah. <laughs> better safe than sorry right tom gaffey james uh you did the intro for tonight's show would you like to do an outro for tonight's uh, the show outro. Uh, you know what? Uh, always a good show. If you've got some time to kill and you're not sure about whether to go, come and, and uh, check out One Arm Joey, do. Uh, it'll be a well-spent time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a gas. Uh, actually, watching all three of these guys grow up in different bands. Totally. Um, yep. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, the next few chapters bring. I'm with Tom. I think a lot of you guys. We think a lot of you guys. It was really exciting to have you on. We've been thinking about Thanks having you on us. for a while. And you do a great performance, which thank the you. audience is about to see. That We're right. very excited about yeah. that. So we say, Tom, thank you. One Arm Joey, thank you. And thank everybody you for who's listening, thank, thank you very much. Always you. a pleasure.
cash white boy Too fast for me, just give me a moment to catch my breath And think of all the minutes and I don't have left I'm fading in and out of this consciousness Do we have a choice of what I'm doing with my life best? I'm starting to think I've been bumping our streets So society decides how they cannot control me
getting drier Try to eat healthy but I never satisfy my hunger Never seems stuck Only when I fill myself with carbs When you're out as hard Not as hard as saving up my gosh Living a meal And then this nightmare I may never wake up from Thank you. 